0: everybody. Welcome to this week's Learning the Tropes. I'm Aaron. I'm Clayton. And I'm your romance novel veteran.
1: And I'm the Virgin.
0: And we're your hosts. Hi, Clayton. Hey, Erin. So we found out some great information about our last book that we read, which was Transcendence by Shay Savage. Um, and we always, it, well, we always, you know, when I can remember, I post the um, episode in our Facebook troop they learning the tropes troop. um and you know to gather people's thoughts about it and we found out a an astonishing fact about transcendence
1: mhm blew blew my mind a little bit
0: yeah clayton what was it
1: that this that transcendence started out as twilight fanfic
0: yeah i f- feel like fanfic is a world that i know very little about in general So this was really surprising to me because I, I think I understand like AU fanfic, but I felt like this was so far from anything like recognizable about Twilight. And then I felt, and and it felt so complete as a story. Like it really felt like this was a story that like Shay Savage had like thought of a lot. So it just really, it just really, really surprised me.
1: Well, apparently, so I went – I searched Transcendence, Twilight fanfic, and I got a – I went to Goodreads, and Goodreads has an entry, and it's Transcendence by Savage7289, Mm -hmm. and it's from 2011 on fanfiction.net, and I'm looking at the photo next to – where the book cover would be and it is Bella and Edward and uh Edward is dressed kind of like a caveman. So so this had been in the works since 2011. Yeah. Maybe even earlier. And so I I believe Shay Savage had had some time to think about it and really ruminate on it. And I do think it shows.
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, it definitely feels like a book that was like she had been thinking about for a long time. So,
1: but what, how would this have changed your thoughts on this book if you knew this before we read it?
0: Yeah, I am really happy that I didn't know this before we started reading it. And not that I'm against, um, fan fiction or anything like that. Like obviously I think there's a lot of really good fan fiction and there's a, like a lot of really great authors have come out of fan fiction. So this is not a knock on that. But it's more that I think I would have been spent time during the book thinking about like, well, how is this like Twilight? Also a book series I have never read and movies I've never seen. So that would have been very difficult for me to understand. <laughs> like just based on like what I've absorbed as being a part of the culture. I I think it really would have affected my reading experience in a negative way. What about you?
1: Yeah, and I don't think it would have been a quality issue. I don't think I would have thought, oh, this is going to be lesser quality. I think it's the same thing you said, where I would be thinking the whole time, oh, how is this character like the character that it's based on? Mm -hmm. And how is this situation equivalent to the situation in this in this book or film that it's based on right so i, I also and we talked about this with with s- slow slow heat that we had really no clue about the whole fan fiction universe before that right and our f- fan of the show friend in real life annie i was texting with her the other day And we were talking about the podcast, and she was mentioning fanfiction. She's like, I could give you recommendations for fanfic if you want. And I was thinking, is that something we should maybe do just once, just to see? Because I do think there is a crossover between romance and fanfic, definitely.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I think my thing with fanfiction is also it's like it's so massive. There's so much that it's hard to know like what is worth reading like what would be worth reviewing and what wouldn't but so much like fan fiction or things that have started as fan fiction then end up getting published I mean like Fifty Shades of Grey started as fan fiction it ended up getting published by Knopf so it's like yeah, of course, I think so. I I mean, something that we talked about really briefly this morning before we started recording was like how, you know, I do really want to try to make an effort to incorporate more self-published books into like the books that we read. But it is, I mean, I find it difficult because I find it hard to know what is self-published. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no reason why not. I mean, sure, if Annie has like uh, suggestions or if any of our listeners have suggestions for what they think is like a really solid fanfics like why not also one where you don't have to know the universe it comes from because i think that could be hard
1: yeah i mean and that's the thing with transcendence is you know if anybody has been on the fence about reading this book and now that they know it was twilight fanfic i would say don't let that if if you can don't let that change the way you you think about it because i do think it's a worthwhile read
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I genuinely really loved this book. So Um, but I think it's that sort of thing that we've talked about before about expectations going into a novel where I think I'm okay with knowing plot points or certain things that happen or what the tropes are. Like, I like all that. But I think when I start reading about people's interpretation of moments or people's interpretation of specific characters, or Things like that, that's where I feel like things get ruined for me, because then that's what I'm thinking about while I'm reading instead of just the story. Mm -hmm. I don't mind getting like plot ruined, but I do I don't necessarily want people's like opinions.
1: That's a very important distinction, I think. And it makes a lot of sense, Mm -hmm. because even if you don't agree with their opinion on something, your mind will be tackling that while you're supposed to be focusing on what what is the author actually saying and how are you interpreting it
0: right but yeah i mean interesting and yeah let's definitely read fanfic i'm down um and transcendence was great what other it's funny because a lot of people also or not a lot but a few people in the comments were also saying like They wanted to know more about the book, but they're like, I don't know if I should read it. But also, what is this? And what is that? I'm like, just read it. (laughs) Like, it's very Mm -hmm. worth reading.
1: Everybody wants to know what the black box is. You got to read it to try and figure it out. Well, you don't know
0: what the black box is if you read it.
1: That's because I didn't.
0: Then you have to read Luffs, which I I did think was really good. I liked it.
1: And Luffs is very short, right?
0: Oh, Luffs is like, well, is under an hour read on like Kindle. It's literally just like... Four or five scenes told from her point of view. I thought it was like the whole novel again told from her point of view. Which I was like, that's kind of a lot. But let's see. And then it was not. And and I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. But it, I do think it added to my enjoyment of the novel. Because it's like you see their first sex scene from her point of view. Um, you understand like why she was so upset about the plates. You know, when her father comes back. All
1: those things. I wonder how someone would what someone would think if they just read Luffs and not Transcendence
0: I think I think if you just read Luffs and not Transcendence it would be like a very confusing
1: if anybody's willing to do an experiment of just reading Luffs first but will that ruin will that ruin Transcendence for somebody if they read that first and I, I don't mean like ruin but will the experience the experience would be totally different and I feel like we'd be robbing someone of the transcendence experience if we said read Luff's first and tell us about it.
0: Yeah. Oh, something else that somebody said. Um, So Hannah in our group talked about how she has a history degree and anthropology minor. And she said that she couldn't get over like the inaccuracies of like the idea that he would not be capable of speech is really bizarre because like that is kind of like how humans ended up coming together was like more or less through speech. I'm like, you're right. You're right. I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> like my complete and utter ignorance about like uh, human evolution and the specificities thereof are what really helped me to enjoy this book. And I imagine if you did know a lot about that, it would be really hard to, to put that aside.
1: Yeah, and, and Shay did create a whole variance, like a variation of the caveman in order to fit it into the story she wanted to tell.
0: Yeah, exactly. But it, still. It,
1: she could have done a thing where he hit his head or something and that part of his brain was damaged so he was really the only person who couldn't speak
0: right but remember when we read that penny reed book and they had said that she had won an oscar for comedy and we were like that's just impossible
1: yeah i feel like that's more impossible than (laughs) this caveman existing that couldn't speak no offense hannah obviously because you are an expert (laughs) and i know nothing about probably she's probably annoyed that i'm calling him a caveman because he he, he's probably a different sort of thing than a caveman yeah but i could see that being very close to sciences and history and things like that when accuracy is kind of thrown out the window could be could be a little annoying and also because when you think of how how much history and fact that is ignored just in general now i think for a professional it can be very very just annoying
0: yeah i think it's hard whenever somebody is writing about something that's close to you and then they do something wrong you're like oh this is ridiculous this is nobody would make this mistake and then yeah you can't continue to enjoy it no matter what it is even if it is as improbable as somebody after marissa tomei winning a comedy oscar Yeah. An Oscar for a comedic role.
1: Well, when I say I don't... uh, Caveman is like not to offend cavemen. It's because there are professionals out there who know the different designations of our evolutionary chart. So there's -hmm. different names for every kind of step of that. And I think "Caveman" might be one of those things that's just a blanket thing that's a little bit inaccurate. I don't know.
0: Well, in other news... I don't know if you know this, uh, if you know this, Clayton, but um, Kennedy Ryan had two of her series optioned for TV, one of them being the Hoop series. So Long Shot is going to be coming soon to a TV near you. Oh,
1: well, that is great. Yeah. Because I think we split on that book. I think you really loved it. I had a hard time with it, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I didn't think it was a quality book that was well written and get those checks
0: oh 100 percent get those checks yeah i think the 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 thing with that book and i've thought about it a lot it, it features domestic violence like quite heavily in a way that i felt was handled well but i think it is something that you shouldn't go blind into and you did and i think that's kind of that was the issue but it wasn't a fault of the book you know? No, not
1: at all. And I think yeah. it's one of those things where the definition of a, what makes a romance has expanded, and the borders are getting pushed out. And I am still acclimating to that, even though I'm new to romance. But the romances that we read up to that point were not as intense as that. So I think yeah. I, I had that reaction that somebody who's who, and I don't want to say that I mean. How do I say this? Sometimes people find what they like in a genre and will only read that and then anything outside of that comfort area, they just don't want anything to do with it. And I think that's fine if you are reading just for recreation and all you want to do is kind of escape. But if you really want to explore the the edges of the genre, which I think is what this podcast is for... Or partly for, I think mm-hmm. there are things that you can discover. And and believe me, by saying that, we have so much more ground to cover. I think we have oh, so many sad. different kinds of, of books, genres, relationships, different kinds of relationships that we have not even covered, and that's why this podcast will never end. That's why it's a 100-year journey, and we, and we said that on the outset. Oh, God. Didn't we say that? Did we say that? Or am I making that up?
0: A hundred years? A hundred years journey. A hundred years? All right.
1: Oh, no. It was a hundred books. That's right. So we're almost done.
0: Oh. Oh, bummer. We only have one more to go. But before we reveal our book for next week, did we get any good emails?
1: Oh, we did get a good email. And, well, we get we get a lot of good emails. So so yeah. I don't want to – but we had one that was very specific it was about a potential mini-sode topic, and yeah. it says, potential mini topic, do character names <laughs> impact how you feel about books? This is from Heather, last name redacted, to protect your anonymity. Hi, Aaron and Clayton. I had to share that I felt so seen when you shared your opinions on audiobooks. I'm an avid reader and podcast listener, but I just can't seem to get into audiobooks. Why? I think that's the big question for all of us. Something I've wondered about that I thought might make a good minisode topic is whether the names of main characters in romance novels influence you at all. Do they impact how much you want to read the book? Do they make it easier or harder to root for the characters? Do they make you feel weird during the sex scenes? Mm -hmm. So she gives some examples. Of course, I love dreaming of you, but Sarah is my boss's name and her boss is named Derek. So there was a bit of weirdness factor there, especially with the intimate scenes. She also says, slightly different. I have debated reading When He Was Wicked because my husband is named John and his brother is named Michael. I thought oh. it would make me feel weird to read about someone who ends up with her husband's brother, especially when the brother is so good at dirty talk. Am I alone in this? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Heather. Well, Heather, great email. And you're about to hear our thoughts. (laughs) And Aaron's thoughts first.
0: I think when it's a name that is very popular, like Sarah, I have a ton of Sarahs in my life, so that when I read the name Sarah, I'm not necessarily thinking about one person. Same thing with, like, the name Michael. Like, I know a ton of Michaels and Mikes, so it doesn't affect it. But I think if I were to read someone with, like, a very specific name that I only know one or two people with, then that I think was when it would become really hard. Like I grew up with a girl named Rhiannon. And I think then if I read a book and the main character was named Rhiannon, I'd be like only thinking about the girl I grew up with. So that could make it weird. But um, I mean, other than that, no, I don't know that I've ever read a book with my name is the main character with Aaron as the main character yet i know that we got a bunch of good recommendations for main character Aaron's but then even when i read um the Joanna Shoop uh casino book anyway the main characters was named Clayton and it didn't really occur to me till later that that was also your name so i guess well, I th- no it doesn't affect me
1: <laughs> oh uh, so you read it before we did it for the podcast, correct?
0: Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: That's right. That's one of the ones that you read beforehand. Okay, cuz I was going to say we read that book spe- not specifically, but one of the reasons we read that book is because the character had my same name.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's how I pitched it to you, but listen, if Shoop's writing and I'm reading, that's just True. the rule. Um but I think uh yeah, I think I had read it and then it and then it occurred to me like, "Oh, Clayton is also the name of my co-host this could be interesting but i think in the moment i don't know that there's ever been a book where a name has really affected me i think the name kelly well now one of my best friends is named kelly but growing up my nemesis was named kelly so i think that used to be a name that triggered me but now Mm -hmm. it's somebody i love so now i don't think about it anymore
1: i think for me personally i couldn't read a book with my sister's name as the heroine or my mm-hmm. mother's name as the heroine. And mm-hmm. I know that sounds weird, but I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't think I would, unless it's a really great book, which it could be, and I might be able to get over it. It would be weird. What are their
0: names? How common are they?
1: Um, They're pretty, well, my mom's name is not very common. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... I mean, and that's then, a pretty
0: common name, but I guess not for romance novels.
1: Yeah. And then my sister's name is... And I and that could be used, but I don't oh, know how... Oh, I've definitely read... Yeah. So I think those two. But then I think I could read one with my dad's name as the her- hero, and I wouldn't have an issue with it.
0: My dad's name is Bill. Yeah. And I feel like I've definitely read William or Bill Heroes. So...
1: It'd be hard not to...
0: Yeah, and my mom's Barbara, and I've never read a Barbara heroine. Mm -hmm. We need to bring back Barbara as a name. I feel like it really had a moment in the fifties and sixties, and then no one wanted to do it again. Yeah, yeah. And then my brother's name is very common is Andrew, and I've definitely read Andrew heroes. I I
1: have to have. And, And it doesn't. That wouldn't affect you at all.
0: No, I don't. Cause I think it's also, it's like, it is such a common or like a fair, like Andrew's a fairly common name. And I think I've also met so many other Andrews and Andys that it like has distilled the effect that the the name has on me,
1: you know? Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Like, I feel like, I don't know, my mother had a friend when I was growing up named Petronella. I feel like if I read another Petronella, I would be like, oh, this is like Petronella, my mom's friend. And it would be really hard to be like separate those two. But yeah. I think if it's like if it's like, yeah, William or Barbara or Andrew, those are all like fairly common names. Hmm. I wouldn't think about it quite as much.
1: Yeah, that's true. I guess that's I wonder what the psychology of that is for me.
0: How is it reading the book where the main character had your name?
1: Cool. I loved it. I love that he (laughs) fucked. That was cool.
0: Yeah, he was like the coolest man imaginable who was like so good at sex and just like rich and powerful. So you were like, yeah, this really tracks.
1: Well, so so here's a here's here's something that I want to clear up because you did an interview with Joanna Shoup, which is great. She is Uh great. I was so nervous
0: during that. I feel like I bombed it and I can't listen to it.
1: Well, because it stresses me out. I edited it, and I told you I thought you did a great job because okay. you obviously are a fan. Yeah, I think you asked really great questions, and I also think she was very good at being interviewed, so that was helpful.
0: That's true. She was very good.
1: But toward the end, you guys talk about the book, and she mentions that and, – and she listened to a little bit of the, the podcast review of, of it, and gosh, I – can't believe she did, because if I was an author, I would not, I don't think, listen to anybody being the least bit critical. No. But you guys we are. We are so of saying, incredibly
0: sensitive. <laughs> there's yeah. zero chance.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You, you guys, well, there's there's one-star reviews for this podcast that I'm just, why would someone be so mean? Because <laughs> I could see a four or even a three, but are we really a one- what did we do? Is there like, what, what does that mean? What is a one?
0: Right. Well, and none of the ones also like wrote anything. So that's what yeah. makes it hard. Cause it's like, tell us that you just don't like our
1: voices, but it seems so cruel, but yeah. it's their right. But anyway, so you guys were talking about how I didn't like the character Clayton because he w- was doing things that, I wouldn't do, or he wasn't like me. That is not correct. I, at first, didn't like Clayton because he was exactly as petty and (laughs) revenge-driven as me, and that's why I didn't like him at first, and then I ended up loving him, obviously, but that was the reason at first. It wasn't because he wasn't like me. It's because he was too much like me. Yeah. So I just want to clear that up.
0: All right. We'll let Joanna know.
1: Well, I don't want to. That's the thing. Is God? She's a saint for listening to a half second of a, 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 podcast review of her book that she toiled over, and which has one of our favorite sex scenes in it too. Right? The oh, so
0: it's great. Yeah. Our two most favorite sex scenes are the ones that are like voyeuristic. So I don't. That says something about us, I guess.
1: We like to look. <laughs>
0: I mean, I guess that is kind of this entire podcast it is looking.
1: That should be our new, uh, our new sign on is. Maran, I like to look. <laughs> Hi, I'm Clayton. I also like to look. <laughs> How weird would that? It's so gross.
0: All right. Well, talking. So yeah. Speaking of reviews, we got a really great one. We yes. have got a ton of great ones. Actually, you guys have been wonderful about emailing uh about putting in reviews i mean the vast majority are five stars mm-hmm. so we thank you um but we got a really sweet one from molly and why should we read it or what do you want to do yeah let's read it
1: okay wait my voice just <laughs> changed finally <laughs> let's read it
0: <laughs> you're finally becoming a man clayton i'm so proud of you <laughs>
1: Here we go. That's what's been holding me back. <laughs>
0: um, I was thinking, this is not the review, but I was thinking, you know, on Twitter, a bunch of, you know, female podcast hosts were talking about how so much of their reviews end up being just like reviews of their voice and people just mm. talking about like vocal fry or all these things. And I'm like, we have not got one of those. And it is 100% because. The vast majority of our listenership is female. But it's also mostly men, I think, who, who feel like it's appropriate to email somebody about their speech and vocal patterns because it's like, it's not. That's the way that person speaks. If you don't like the way that person speaks, then stop listening to them on this free pa- podcast that you don't have to listen to. You True. know? Because when I did a podcast with my friend Chelsea, Ghosted Stories, and that was more mixed listenership, and we definitely got emails critiquing our voices and we got reviews critiquing our voices. So I was like, I just want to say like, thanks everyone for like being cool and not critiquing our voices. Cause we're not going to change. And, um, it's such a frustrating thing that happens when you are a woman in public. So yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Anyway. So after all this talking about reviews, we don't like, let's read a review. We do like, yes. Um, so this is from Molly and why, Um, And she titled it, Let's Analyze Some Smut. Uh, And she writes, during quarantine, parts one, two, and onwards... I was on a real reading streak. I'm talking 20 plus books a month, just rapidly consuming all the romance I could find. It was lovely, except for the fact that I was locked in reading for 10 plus hours a day, much to the detriment of my dirty laundry, unwashed dishes, and unwalked dog. It wasn't sustainable. Now, thanks to learning the tropes, I get to hear about romance books, reminiscing on my favorites and discovering new books, along with the amazing and hilarious commentary of Aaron and Clayton, while actually being a functioning human being. One thing I didn't expect was the care and thoughtful insight y'all both put into your analysis of each and every book. Even the books you didn't necessarily enjoy are treated with respect, and you examine not just what you didn't like, but what might have impacted your reading. I've laughed, I've evaluated my own reading biases. And I felt widely validated when my opinions align with yours. Please keep them coming. Y'all can kept me company in the laundromat, on the road, and even during some muted Zoom meetings. Please, by all means, hit me with your car at your earliest convenience. And for my euphemism contribution, al dente love noodle.
1: <laughs> so I think that review had everything.
0: It really did. She checked every box. That's how we know she listened to everything.
1: Yes, because she even mentioned, because we, ingest mentioned in your reviews, put how you would want us to kill you. Now, mm. out of context, that sounds insane <laughs> and sounds very aggressive, but I think it was a tossed-off joke, but I love that Molly NY took it and gleefully asked us to hit her with our car which i also like the idea that we have a shared car
0: (laughs) i know we'd have no cars and one day maybe we'll have one between us i love it
1: but it's very cute to think of us as having a learning the tropes car that we both are in always driving somewhere together (laughs) the only thing missing in this review is a you know review of your vocal fry
0: no, I don't want. I don't want to hear what people's <laughs> opinions are on my voice. I don't care. I truly don't.
1: No, but I think I, I love this review. This was so awesome. Al dente pasta is also truly disgusting.
0: Well, it also is like that's not going to work because that's like mostly soft. So that's like a semi.
1: Uh well, it works.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word for it.
1: I know from a friend.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: but that's great we love these reviews we love that people are enjoying enjoying it and I do think the fact that we try to respect every book that we read is important to us because yeah I don't like listening to podcasts where it's just let's make fun of this let's shit on this let's pile on this because If somebody writes a book, unless it is truly aimed at being hateful or misrepresentative of people, most of the time, people are really trying very hard to make something people will enjoy, Mm -hmm. and so it's very hard to shit on that, especially because we both are writers to some extent, and we know how difficult that process is, and we know how many hours you have to take out of your life to do that and so to say ah with stupid is just so dismissive
0: right I think the only time that we would do that is if it yeah like if it is like a truly harmful book but otherwise yeah I mean that's the part of that review that I really was touched by too because it's like we do take it really seriously we don't yeah, we don't want to shit on people's like hard work. And also, the thing is, is like a lot of our books are suggested for us. And I think that it takes a lot of courage to suggest a book because books are so personal and private. And the reasons that you love a book are so elemental to yourself that to put yourself out there and say, I like this book really connected with me, like, I think it'll connect with you too. And then for it to not, which just happens, it's like kind of a bummer. And I never want anyone to feel like their reading choices are also like bad or wrong, or they have wrong opinions because like they don't because everybody experiences books, especially books, everybody experiences in their own way. And so a book that doesn't connect with us maybe really did connect with you. And that's wonderful. And that's certainly like still worth celebrating. So um yeah that's really important to me too that people always you know feel like we respect the books and the author as well
1: also molly and Y, from new york Mm -hmm. so that's great if you know of any cheap apartments let me know
0: (laughs) yeah guys clayton is moving he's trying to move back to the city closer to us so yeah if anyone has uh, a skinny on an apartment let us know
1: I'm I'm very quiet, I'm very clean.
0: You are you would be an ideal roommate or tenant.
1: And I'd always be walking around the city cuz the city is my playground. Oh, what I was going to say is that you mentioning how personal a book is to people, I totally agree with this. That's why I think for the 100th episode we should, if you're comfortable with it, read a book that is very close to you, to your heart, if you want to do it. And I know you've kind of not wanted to do it because of what that would entail, but I think it's very important. You're the reason this podcast exists, because your love of romance, mm-hmm. that you were able to you know, help me cultivate. And I think it would be, because we do a lot of episodes that that cater to me. And believe me, I love it because I'm a special little boy. But I think it would be cool for you to have a book that's really close to your heart as the uh, 100th book. That's just my opinion. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. But I think that's that's how I feel.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think if we did that, it would be either Nine Rules to Break or... Eyes of Silver, Eyes of Gold. I think those are the, my two most like elemental books, probably. Let's see. Well, this is good because it brings us into what we're going to be reading for next week because we're also going to have a special guest. Uh, Jen. Jen reads romance from Faded Mates. It's going to join us. I, ha- I still haven't told Clayton what the book is.
1: <laughs> yes, but surprisingly. This- but I mean, I'm fine. I'm going to read whatever it is.
0: Right, exactly. It's like you were never going to say anything about it either. You didn't have a, you weren't allowed to have an opinion, so it did, then yeah. it didn't
1: matter. But you never had any say anyway.
0: <laughs> I mean, mostly you do. You've picked the last few books, so. Um, but this is a book that comes up occasionally for reasons um, on Twitter. And so it came up again, and I said something to Jen about it, and she just said she wants to come up Learning the Tropes to talk about it. And I said, done let's do it so i've actually already read this book uh it is kiss an angel by susan elizabeth phillips and so i'll read the flap and then clayton we can react to it right yes okay so the flap wedding day pretty flighty daisy devereau can either go to jail or marry the mystery man her father has chosen for her Arranged marriages don't happen in the modern world, so how did the irrepressible Daisy find herself in this fix? Alex Markov, as humorless as he is deadly handsome, has no intention of playing the loving bridegroom to a spoiled little featherhead with champagne taste. He drags Daisy from her uptown life to a broken down traveling circus and sets out to tame her to his ways. But this man without a soul has met his match in a woman who's nothing but heart. Before long, passion will send them flying sky high without a safety net, risking it all in search of a love that will last forever.
1: Now, this is a circus romance.
0: (laughs) Yes. It takes place in a circus. And it takes – it's like modern day. I mean, it takes place whenever it was published, so 2002.
1: I almost don't want to know what the Twitter chatter is because that will – paint too much of a a picture for me but it is oh getting- i'm not
0: telling you what the twitter chatter is no
1: okay good that's what i'm saying i don't want to know what the twitter chatter is but it's 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 trending on twitter or getting buzz on twitter so that's so interesting i mean the cover uh, we'll do it in the show but i'm looking at the cover right now i'm i'm a bit intrigued yes and then you know what we always do what i always do after I look at the cover, I look at the page count.
0: Okay. 384. So it's a little long, but
1: it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. So, okay, very very interesting. So, Jen will be on the show, always a mm-hmm. treat. And yeah, I'm excited. And I I was excited that this was a reveal for me. Yeah. I wasn't sure what it was. I wasn't sure what it was going to be, but this will be very interesting.
0: It is I'm excited. this is a, this is a really fun book. I don't think that we have done a Susan Elizabeth Phillips before unless I'm mistaken.
1: We have not.
0: She's a yeah, I don't want to say too much. she's a she but she's a great author. so
1: well was this a was this a book that we ever got a request for?
0: I'll I, I'll have to look. We'll see for the episode if there is. It's possible.
1: Well, Aaron, was there anything else that we need to cover? I think we are now, our Minnesota is now at full length, (laughs) as always.
0: No, I think we're good. I mean, so everybody, if you haven't read Kiss an Angel by Susan Elizabeth Phillips, grab it. It's a a ride. Um, It's super fun. If you have read it, you know, maybe check it out again. But we will be back next week with Jen from Faded Mates, which I'm really excited about because um, we've had... We've never had her on to discuss a book before. So this is cool. So this is something new.
1: Yes. Where can they find us, Erin?
0: Oh, right. So you could always join the Learning the Tropes troupe on Facebook. Uh, feel free to email us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com. We get a ton of emails from you guys and we love it so much and we're trying to figure out a way that we can start responding in a reasonable amount of time but just know when you do email us we read it like pretty much that day (laughs) and then we need to be better at responding and then uh, we are on twitter at learning tropes on instagram
1: at learning the tropes
0: and then we have merch if you guys want merch grab it below
1: yeah and any apartment leads yeah, send those too.
0: Yeah, any apartment if you if you know of any reasonably priced, you know, studios or one bedrooms, or you know, somebody looking for a chill roommate uh, in Brooklyn, then also let us know. Email Someone us.
1: Just likes to read romance, you know.
0: I mean, that would be ideal.
1: Well, anyway, Aaron, we we did it definitely.
0: Yeah, everybody, thanks so much for you know we've built such a fun community here um so thanks so much for you know if you're in the troop if you've written a review we appreciate it so much emailed us we love it so much um and we look forward to to coming back next week all right everybody happy reading
1: happy reading